0: Good morning. This is April the 12th 2020. This year is uh, the day uh, to observe the day that Christ Jesus resurrected and uh, he talks about uh, being the first day of the week as it began to dawn. In Matthew twenty eight it talks about that uh that uh the stone was rolled away and uh and the angel said he is not here, he is risen, like he said. And so uh today is a day that we observe the resurrection of Christ. And, uh, and that's why that uh many church services, they meet on Sunday. It is the first day of the week, the day that Christ resurrected. Also too that uh, we used to meet on Wednesday and uh, uh, a lot of people uh, never asked or never uh, came upon them why we meet on Wednesday. Wednesday is the day that Christ was crucified. He was crucified Wednesday afternoon and that's when that's when he uh, uh gave his life to bear our sin on a Wednesday afternoon, because Jesus said that uh he will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, and you can't get three days and three nights from Friday to Sunday. And that's why he was crucified on a Wednesday. That's how we get three days and three nights of his crucifixion. And and uh, this morning, we want to welcome you to uh, to read along with, uh, the scripture with us. And uh, we're going to be in First uh, Corinthians 15. Because it talks about the gospel. Now we... Uh, 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 Always mention things about the gospel, and i be going to bring to you what the gospel is. And I want to be noted as a messenger. That that I will have one message, and it is the gospel of Christ. But it does take uh, the many symbols, and types, and metaphors in the Bible. But it always refers to the gospel of Christ. Now, <clears throat> while you're turning to 1 Corinthians 15, I want you to note there also, too, because in, uh, uh, w- once we start, we're going to read that. And uh, we're going to also read Romans chapter 5, 1 through 5. and uh, But our text has to do with John chapter 3 and verse 16. And uh, that is noted as being the golden text uh, of the Bible. John chapter 3 and verse 16. Alright? Now, <clears throat> uh, we'll, we will start. And, uh, and here's how it's going to read. In John chapter 3 and verse 16. It says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth him shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. And so uh, uh, when it says, for God so loved the world, uh, uh, that uh, he did show, he did display of how much he had loved us. All right? Now, we're going to read, first of all, though, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to read 1 through 5. And here's how it's going to read.
1: Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and, which, and in which ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I have delivered unto you the first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. So, the gospel
0: is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. It says according to the Scriptures. And uh, <clears throat> this is what you receive, where you stand, and how you are saved. He said, unless you have believed in vain. When it talks about believing in vain, means that uh, you fully did not understand, were not fully persuaded, and uh, maybe that you have a uh, profession, a head knowledge, but not really saved and born again if you believe in vain if you believe in vain that 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 means that uh, you went along and went through the motion but did not really receive Christ as your savior and uh, it does take the doctrine of the resurrection to be saved Let me illustrate this. Romans chapter 10, eh? and and, uh, it reads in verse 9, and and it it, it says like this, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, a lot of times people, they just have a confession of the mouth but never believed in the heart. If you believe in your heart and you confess that, and uh, the Bible says, you will be saved. Now, go back to John three sixteen, eh? Hey? Because God so loved the world, he proved it, and uh, he openly showed it to us, It says right here that he gave his only begotten son. And uh, giving us his son is the salvation that we have. This year is our redemption. That means we have been bought with a price. And it is the body, the blood, the life of Christ And we have been bought with that. And so, uh, uh, when we look at this, because God is who loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. And this only begotten Son is that uh, uh, what God had ordained and uh, before the world began, He knew this day. He knew what this world was going to be like. He knew what uh, uh, mankind was going to do. What they will be like. So we see here now that He gave His only begotten Son. And uh, in uh, in in uh, Galatians chapter four, it talks about that. uh, in uh, in due time, in the process of time, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. So we see we see here now that uh, it takes a man to redeem man, and God seen to it that this man was. His only begotten Son. And uh, <clears throat> 2,000 years ago, that, uh, that Jesus was the seed of the Holy Spirit of God in the womb of the Virgin Mary. And, uh, and uh, in the time of birth, Christ came through the birth canal of the Virgin Mary. Came into this world in, in the Bethlehem barn, a uh, virgin born Son of God to uh, redeem us because we could not redeem ourselves. We could not save ourselves. He gave His only begotten Son. Yeah. Then it also says right there that. Uh, that when uh, Christ was born, he lived about 33 and a half years upon this world. And uh, he came for forgiveness, to give us the gift of the Spirit of God, and to cleanse us from all sin. Let me, let me illustrate this. Now, uh, according to this world's standard, if you have a gallon of water that's polluted and contaminated, and you have a half gallon of clean water, and you pour the clean water into the dirty, contaminated, polluted water, you now have a gallon and a half. A polluted, contaminated water. According to this world standard, the clean does not clean the, un- the unclean. It's the opposite. It's the standard of God. He came in this world being sinless. He came into this world being holy and righteous. And uh, in this world... He did not contaminate himself or was polluted with the sin of this world. And that's why God so loved the world because there's nothing we could do. And uh, in the standard of God, you have a, a gallon, a polluted, contaminated gallon of water and you pour a half gallon of the gospel, which Jesus is the living water. And uh, he told the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4 he said that uh, whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again, but the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. And so the half gallon of clean, pure water is poured into a gallon of contaminated, polluted water, and now you have a gallon and a half of pure, clean water. And that's what the gospel of Christ has done for us. And uh, and that's why it says, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, this perishing here is talking about believing in vain. He's talking about here not receiving Christ as our Savior. And now we're going to read in the book of Romans, chapter 5, and 1 through 5. And uh, here is what the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ. We have a risen Savior that came back from the dead. And here's how it reads in Romans chapter 5.
1: Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of, of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, And patience, experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given unto us.
0: Now, the gospel says that it justifies that is clearing all charges, cleansing us of every sin that was pending upon us, that was condemning us, and uh and that's like pouring the half gallon of pure, clean water into a gallon of polluted, contaminated water and cleansing it. That's justifying it. and so and now, when we have been justified, we have peace, It said, with God, it also says we have excess. Uh, This here is having excess under God's throne. When you read Hebrews, especially chapter 10, it talks about the uh, tabernacle, the two compartments in the center of the court. It talks about the holy place. It also talks about the holy of holy, the most holy place. What separates those two was a curtain called a veil. It was approximately 16 inches thick and it hung between the two compartments. When Christ was crucified, it said that veil, speaking of his flesh, rented, tore from top to bottom. Now we have access unto the very present, to the very throne of God. And that's what the gospel of Christ has done for us. It will also help us, it says, to glory in our tribulation. We're going through uh, a, a mild, some sort of tribulation today in our country. We're having this coronavirus. The uh, Workplaces are shut down. And uh, many uh, church doors are uh, most of them are closed, and uh, and so everybody's having to stay home. And uh, this year is something we're going through, but it says we will glory in our tribulation. Tribulation will work patience, and uh, so today that uh, this. Tribulation we are going through is we will be able to go through this because it says here that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have an everlasting life. This everlasting life came because Christ went to the cross because he laid down his life And it was our sins. The Bible says that for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It was the wage that was against us. And uh, it it was the wage of uh, sin that Christ took upon himself. He went to the cross. And... uh, shed his blood, gave his body. He went to the grave and uh, the soul and spirit of Christ went into the heart of the earth. His soul and spirit did not die, separated from his body for three days and three nights. But, on that resurrection morning, which which is today, he said before it uh, the dawning of uh, the first day of the week, he says, He came forth out of the tomb. The gospel of Christ. We have a risen Savior that overcame death, overcame the devil, overcomes our fear, and we become a new creature in Christ. We are changed from death unto life, from uh, darkness, to light. And uh, and we have a new life because of the resurrection, the risen Savior today. And uh, the Holy Spirit of God is the gift, the earnest, a down payment to show that Christ is coming back to redeem us and the rapture of all those that have believed, who shall believe him shall not perish, and, uh, but have an everlasting life, when Christ came out of the tomb, and uh, he came to die no more, he had everlasting life, which is uh, imparted unto us. If we believe, if we uh, will receive and if we stand and are saved today, if you are not saved, you have to confess that you're a sinner, you have to confess you can't do anything with your sins except that it condemns you except that it uh Uh, will take you to a place and perishing a place called hell where worm worm dies not where the fire is not quenched they will be tormented for all eternity so I ask you today if you are not saved call upon Christ that you are a sinner and uh, that he came to die, to be buried, to be resurrected and give you a new life. The life is the Holy Spirit of God coming into your spirit and, uh, and you will have an eternal life. And uh, the repentance of sin and faith in Christ. It's what will give you new life. But you have to believe in your heart and uh, confess it with your mouth. Remember, the Bible said here, if we will confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that God has raised him, Jesus Christ, from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so, on this Lord's Day, I pray that you will rejoice because you have eternal life. I pray you will be glad because Christ is coming soon. I pray you will rejoice because your name is written in the last book of life. And that uh, no matter what comes in this world, our God is bigger, is stronger, and more compassionate. And I pray today that you will have a glorious day has nothing to do with the rabbit or with eggs. Has to do with the risen Savior. Father in heaven, I pray you will bless our folks in Nespidlo and Omak or wherever. And dear Lord, I pray, God, if there's somebody there that has never been saved, I pray they will take your heart, Lord, and, uh, and uh, pray the sinner's prayer. And uh, pray for mercy and grace. Pray for salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. For he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes into the Father but by me. And uh, I pray today for your salvation. I pray today for your rejoicing and the gladness of heart. And, uh, and uh, enjoy this time. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.